Hey there, welcome to episode 16 of Let's Innovate for Vegas. Today is Friday, June 9th, 2023. I'm your host, Dan Hugo, Managing Director of Let's, uh, of, of Let's Innovate for Vegas and the Innovate for Vegas Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit public charity encouraging, enabling, and, and basically uh, making happen civic volunteerism for open source project development. One of our projects is VLocal. And so today we will talk about the V in VLocal. Today's a solo show, as I mentioned, so it's just me. Did I mention that? It's just me uh, giving a rundown on a project that we have had on the table for a while. It's a, probably our most complicated project with the most moving parts, but the most interesting impact on our smart city, perhaps. So let's get started. The VNV Local. It could stand for Vegas. It could stand for virtual, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So first, what is a local if you're in Las Vegas, you've heard the term. If you are visiting Las Vegas, you may or may not have. Um, there is a kind of baseline if you have an ID from Nevada, whether it's a driver's license or just an ID card, you're probably local, at least part-time. When I used to work for Intel, I was here about three days a week, mostly, but I had my ID, so I was a local. So you're a uh, now, if you, if you actually live here, you will find out very quickly that you are either native, you're from Nevada, especially Southern Nevada, you're from Vegas proper, or nearby, somewhere in Clark County, or maybe you just moved here like I did. So I've lived here for 10 years. I'm local, maybe. I think that counts. At some point, you, I guess, kind of identify as uh, like everybody else, but you know, there's a lot of things. Uh, when I speak to people who've grown up here, it is always interesting to hear that the misconceptions that I've encountered in my travels, everybody thinks of Vegas as the Strip, which is not in the city of Las Vegas, of course, but it is part of greater Vegas. So there's always, uh, there's the misconception about life living here. And then I've had the same thing with people who've grown up here, who have uh, who were born here, native locals. You might think that everybody's you know living the life all the time just like people think that we are on the strip all the time but no just normal so locals if you're a local you kind of are in you're in so there's uh there's always a local discount of some sort sometimes the discount is actually more money than <laughs> than normal but the uh stuff like free parking sometimes sometimes or two-for-one tickets to shows. I think the Mob Museum downtown has a, a deal. I'm not, I didn't check on these things, but if you would like, the internet is lousy with deals and discounts for locals in Vegas, So, or in general, even if you're not a local. And we'll get to that. So the, the cool part is, the, you know, you're, you're in the club. Like I said, you're in. So... You do have access to discounts. I have not seen Penn & Teller, even though I believe there are two-for-one tickets for the Penn & Teller show if they're still at the Rio. That's how deeply I've looked into this. I mentioned the Mom Museum. There's, there are various and actually quite nice. I think there's a discount at um, Omega Mart if you want to go see uh, the Meow Wolf installation at Area 15, which is totally worth it with or without the discount, to be honest, because it's not a, not a huge discount. So there's, there's these free, free things, but we have the locals paradox to contend with, which is, um, I knew someone who lived quite literally three blocks from the empire state building in New York and Manhattan. 
you know, that one. And she never went to see it. She, it was always right there, but eh, better things to do. So obviously people visiting go visit the tourist attractions, but when you live in a place, you don't really hang out there. I think locals shy away from the strip. Maybe they go to Fremont street. Maybe they go to the arts district. Maybe they hang out in Summerlin. Maybe they go to Henderson. I live away up in Centennial Hills. There, there are various parts of the city and, and the county, the greater Vegas area that people never, never visit, uh, or never participate in or never partake. And one of the problems with the, uh, the locals discounts and other features, they basically don't apply to visitors. So your family and friends, when they come here, or if you're here for a trade show or a conference, you are just a visitor. You don't have that ID card. So about a year ago, so we'll say it was probably, maybe it was a year ago, maybe it was June, 2022. There was a discussion about connecting purchases through, uh, uh, my favorite blockchain <laughs> and some sort of cryptocurrency and connecting that to an identity scheme. I use that word generically. It's not a, not pejorative. So connecting, uh, identity to a scheme so that locals discounts could be actually, uh, codified in this payment system that would use blockchain and, and some sort of cryptocurrency. And unfortunately it required the installation of point of sale terminals, which would make it essentially untenable. Uh, I can get into that another time if you want, but I've worked in that area. I'm, I'm very well familiar with, uh, processing payments, transactions on the wire. And, uh, the hardware itself is, it just becomes another thing. So kind of complicated, but the idea was to connect purchases to, uh, individuals. So sort of a universal loyalty card. And we are a city or a region, a culture of loyalty cards. Certainly anyone like me who, <clears throat> when you just move here, you start gathering up, uh, the player cards. Uh, ooh, buffet di- discounts. Ooh, free parking. Ooh, other things, <clears throat> and they're and they're they're useful, but they too lose their luster eventually. So there was this talk though of of doing this to integrate smart city type purchases, commerce with people who live here, and so on. So I myself was a little bit concerned. There's there are privacy issues. Um, everything you buy starts being attached to you nowadays. Um, I think with rare exception, if you take advantage of a local discount, you show your Nevada ID and that's it here. Purchases, purchases would be tracked. And so I would refer to the sidewalk labs project in Toronto. Uh, Sidewalks labs, sidewalk labs is a Google company. So we know they are totally on top of privacy or wait, no, they're on top of tracking everything and everyone and everywhere they move and go. So if you're handing over your purchase information, obviously eyebrows should be raised. They should be whether or not they would be, who knows, but I was concerned about this. So we, we started talking about, you know, what if we had a privacy aware identity scheme, what would it take to do this? And I started looking at, um, Estonia, you know, where Estonia is, right? It's right next to Lithuania. So Estonia has become known not maybe, maybe they've, they too have lost their luster perhaps, but they were always known through the mid uh, 2000 teens. Is that how you say that for being a tech savvy 
country, a tech-savvy population. A lot of government services are moved online. There's a, there's a national ID card scheme. That may or may not be privacy aware. That's a question since it's a card with a number on it that you have. Um, I don't know if they implement something that I will describe in a moment, but uh, they have e-residence. That's the cool part. Uh, and they have, they've enabled uh, people who live there to take advantage of all these services and, and the connections to this identity card or identity scheme. I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know if you have to have the card or you know, anyway. So Estonia though, to me seemed like a place to look for ideas on, on enabling a smart population in a smart city or a smart region. Estonia is clearly larger than a city, but not that large. So interesting look. So e-residents, I mentioned, what does that mean? They enable people who do not live within the borders of Estonia to become e-residents of Estonia. Does E stand for electric or Estonia? Hmm. <laughs> like email, uh, electronic residents, Estonia residents. Interesting. Interesting how a leading character can be two different meanings. So, I believe it was 250 euro last time I looked. It might be more, maybe 300 euro, something like that. You pay some money and you become a resident of Estonia from afar, a virtual resident, if you will. So now you can conduct banking transactions and basically operate a business that can conduct business in the EU. Neat. So what they manage is uh, economic expansion through virtualization of, of uh, residency. Interesting idea. So VLocal was the, the scheme. And by the way, at the time, I was kind of playing around with the smart calendar stuff, which is a thing we talked about in, the, in a previous episode, and we will talk about more. So vCalendar, vEvent, vCard, these are, these are long um, known and um, totally functional and, and well understood structures for calendar data and the contact information exchange. I was like, oh, it'd be cool if there was a vLocal to have data about a local. It could be a Vegas local or a virtual local. Hmm, it could be either one. So that became the name. So the vLocal project started off with that one thing I mentioned, which was privacy awareness. I should be able to identify that I am a local without showing my identification card, which has my photo and my home address on it, probably. I should be able to make purchases that are not tracked. So I should be able to make a purchase based on the fact that I've proven that I'm a local, but I do not have to associate the purchase with me and my name and so on. If you can imagine um, bus, since Open Transit is another project, I should be able to identify myself to the regional transit commission here if they cared, which they do not, and tell them approximately where I am coming from, my point of origin in the morning when I'm commuting to work or school. I should be able to tell them where I'm going, but I should not have to tell them who I am and where I live, right? So I should be, I should be able to identify myself uniquely and associate these locations, but not, and the locations would not be precise, right? So I'm coming from a general area like a grid and that would help 
open transit to identify which stops are useful, which stops should be in place, which are not, right? So, hey, most people are in this region and the nearest stop is like a mile away. Why is that? Hmm. So by knowing where people are coming from and going to, but without sacrificing their identity, where they actually live, who they are, where they are at a given time and so on, you can, you can actually capture a lot of data without compromising individual privacy. This was a problem in Toronto. People didn't like being tracked all over the place. So we can keep track of unique humans without knowing particularly who they are. Now you can make an argument about metadata and whatnot, and that will be a discussion with guests. But for the moment, continue the journey with me. So we construct an identity scheme where you can become a local. Let's start with the Vegas side. You're a Vegas local and you have this identity scheme so that you can actually uh, take advantage of local discounts. You can use the bus system. Maybe there's going to be surveys about access to medical. There was already one about access to internet. That's based on some government funding. Uh, the BEAD, which I cannot remember the, the acronym, something about, uh, nope, can't remember any of it. B-E-A-D, I don't remember what, what it stands for, but that's why they're digging up streets and putting in fiber and all that so that everybody can access the internet. So you should be able to identify yourself on the internet without divulging all of your secrets, like your home address, like I said, and, and whatever else, right? That's, that's one of the shortcomings of showing a driver's license to enter a establishment here in sunny Las Vegas is your, and I'm, I'm not going to point fingers specifically, but I will say that I have spoken with door people security. They absolutely check out where you live. It's just a sad fact. So it's almost worth getting, uh, I think an ID card may or may not have to have your, or just use an old address. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's sad, but it's true. So, so the ability to identify yourself, maybe not in person. I don't know that the, that that would be accepted as legal ID for the purposes of, of age verification, but to be able to divorce your human identity from transactional identity is useful for many things as I've already suggested. So if we enable uh, for already local Vegas locals, these services, you are now able to be a local, be in and conduct business, conduct transactions, participate in surveys, uh, quality of service surveys, either with the city or the county or even the state, uh, with uh, conduct commerce, all these things that I've mentioned now again. And you don't have to share all of your, you also don't have to cross pollinate your IDs. Now, if you have one single identity, uh, like your driver's license, you have one identity, it, it, it would be possible if you keep having to show that to prove that you are local. Uh, if anybody was keeping track of those purchases and that data, as they do with your credit cards, for example, they would be able to show that you purchased things over here and then you went to the hospital over there and then you went and had this over here. So you can construct a profile of you Someone could construct a profile of you based on your activities that are tied specifically to credit cards or other identity tokens. So the other idea would be to create multiple, you know, many layers as needed, short-lived tokens and whatnot that are associated with you, but do not identify you. They're just, they just, um, they identify you as a, as a unique person that lives here, but not necessarily the same one who bought the the products at the hospital the other day and who 
did something else tomorrow or get your car fit, you know, whatever, all these different things that there, they should be nobody's business, but your own. So that can be accomplished. Now, if we look, uh, remember Estonia, remember the next door to Lithuania, they have their e-resident program. So the other cool part about V local is that the V could stand for virtual. So remember e-residents of Estonia are not in Estonia, but they pay some money and they can become virtual residents of Estonia. And so they can conduct business in the EU economy. Interesting. So what if we said, hey, you come to Vegas all the time. Would you like to be a V local? When you're here, it's like you're a local. You get discounts. You get to participate in our economy as though you're here all the time. And then when you go home, you also get to participate in our economy as if you're here in some cases. Clearly, you cannot walk into the Ma Museum if you're in Louisiana or Manhattan. Uh, I know that's a state and a city. If you're in New Orleans and Manhattan, you cannot come to the Ma Museum in person, but you can uh, receive newsletters or other promotional materials. You can have access to offers that are similarly available to locals. Maybe you want to book some tickets at the um, uh, to see Penn & Teller, if, if it's still at the Rio or wherever. Maybe you want to book some tickets for the Mob Museum. I'm a V-Local. I'll be there in a month. Okay, you get the discount, whatever, right? So we extend our economy beyond the borders of the city of Las Vegas, the county of Clark, the state of Nevada. So the virtual local program enables you to be a local, whether you're here or not. And there are some other things that we want to include since we're focused on privacy and, um, and keeping that front and center, uh, more use of signed emails, encrypted messaging, uh, the ability to verify your identity and to understand what that means, um, to provide that identity sovereignty, which is why people think the blockchain is the only way to go. Um, it is one way. There are other methods there are other ways. Uh, if we go with a certificate-based identity rather than a block on a blockchain, it would be something you could publish to a blockchain, but it could be still autonomous. It'd be relying on a lot of pub- public signatures. I'm um, sorry, public key signatures, PKI, public key infrastructure. It would be leaning in that direction heavily. Uh, as you nerds will know, PKI is not quantum computer safe. So that may or may not be the most ideal way to go. We would look at some quantum safe algorithms if they develop one that doesn't get cracked and hacked in about a month or less. But the basic notion is to uh, start having a smart city built on privacy, awareness, and security. And from there, by capturing some data that is only uh, uniqueness-based, not personally uh, personally identifiable information-based, you can actually get a picture of data equity, which is something the federal government is very interested in. Our state government should be interested in it, and you should be interested in it. Are you having uh, power failures or uh, difficulty getting access to transit or water issues or the list goes on and on? Is it because of your geographical location? Like what other issues exist in a particular location? So we can do location-based or other Uh, data equity surveys over time and get a good picture of what our Vegas looks like. 
and there's some other things too. There, uh, so I mentioned the security and privacy connected through things like signed emails and encrypted messaging. So the general understanding of how security keys work, something more than a password. I know pass keys are now making their debut into the internet and the world. So people will have other ways of logging into things and managing their password, pass key to get the other passwords and the future will be pass keys. So there'll be just one thing to lose instead of, instead of one big giant file that's encrypted and then put on LastPass or something silly. But the idea of having uh, a free or cheap password store now that would support passkey is an idea too, so that we would encourage people to focus on encryption, to understand what it means. Um, yeah, so the vLocal platform starts to become more about privacy and secure communications and unique identity with privacy awareness uh, and not just a fun name. <laughs> but there is that economic aspect that I think um, will take some demonstration and some numbers to show its validity, but it is basically the aha moment. I'll give you an example that I use often. Uh, remember NFTs? Yeah, me neither, but they were popular for a minute. And there was this notion of using NFTs in conjunction with that loyalty program I mentioned earlier uh, with the POS and all that. I said, yeah, NFTs are kind of okay, I guess. Um, let's do an experiment. Let's go over to the uh, Allegiant Stadium and I'm going to make a, a mock-up of a Raiders loyalty card, a Raiders V card, if you will, for V locals. <laughs> and you can make an NFT of the same thing and we'll, we'll show, maybe it's going to be on a phone or some display or something. Hey, visitor to Vegas, maybe Raider fan, uh, would you rather have this NFT or this memento card? Well, they're going to have both, hopefully. But the fact is that having a uh, having memorabilia that is touchable, feelable, displayable, uh, and then attached to benefits that are specific to that. So suppose... Um, Suppose we can get the Raiders on board for the Super Bowl. And there was a V-Local card for uh, the Raiders. So now, not only am I a virtual local of Vegas, so when I come and visit my favorite football team, the Las Vegas Raiders, I can be a local while I'm here. And because I have the Raiders version, I also get some special deals at the Raiders stadium, at the Allegiant Stadium, to see the Raiders. Okay. Knights fan? Great. Uh, are you here for the Super Bowl? That's a special one. Are you going to be here for Formula One? Well, we're not going to be ready by then. But these virtual local identity cards, V-local cards, V-cards, V-card is already taken in, in the card day of standard and all that, but uh, you know what I mean. So, if, But if you have these memorabilia attached, again, we are a culture of uh, loyalty programs, right? So when you go to the Wynn or Resorts World or uh, Palazzo or Caesars or any of the others, you know, Paris, whatever, you can always get a player card. I think I still have my player card from El Cortez, um, Golden Nugget, you know, the list goes on. Everybody has one. So we are already a culture of loyalty cards, physical cards. They're like a credit card with a mag stripe. We have those. So now we just say, hey, do you want to have the win 
uh, virtual local be local card do you want to have the resorts world card do you want to have the raiders card do you want to have the knights card do you want to have you could quite literally have a stack of these things each memorabilia from a time you visited vegas but they always go with you and they come back with you and so you participate in our economy whether you're here or not and hey guess what when i worked for intel the intel sales and marketing conference every year at where did they have that i think they had it at uh, sands I don't know if it was that big, but the employees would come in from all around the world, sales and marketing. They would have a conference or a week, a private conference, give everybody updates on products and programs and all that. And they would send them back away. So rather than having people move to Vegas, they participate in our economy when they're here, just like everybody else does. And then they go back to what they're doing. So if say, Intel had a V-Local card for their employees. Hey, you're a V-Local Intel, Intel employee. When you're here in Vegas for Intel Sales and Marketing Conference, you're a local. And all that comes from that. So a lot of ideas bouncing around. But at the base, the um, privacy-aware identity scheme is totally viable. That's the basis on which we will construct these other ideas. It's a cool idea. It really is. Um, I used to work at Netscape many, 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 many years ago, if you remember, or if you know about Mozilla Today, Firefox browser, all from the days of Netscape, back when Internet uh, was new, Internet Explorer was trying to take over the world. It was based on the same source code as the Netscape Navigator, so good times. But uh, I used to work in the security group, so some of the things I've mentioned here are, they're not really new. They're kind of tried and true, if you will. So we can use proven technologies to enable these things and do it with open source transparency so that no one is wondering if a backroom deal was struck to share their private information. It's, it's, uh, your private information is not visible, but the infrastructure, the methodology, the software would all be open for inspection. And ideally you will know someone who worked on it. How, how cool would that be? So there you go. That is what the V and V local is. Uh, it's a cool project. It is very complicated because it does require an attention to detail when you're dealing with encryption and security and privacy and personal data and making sure we don't save the wrong personal data, et cetera, and make sure it doesn't leak out. So a lot of these things are a little bit more advanced, but certainly that's what innovation is for, to make these things real. So that is what Innovate for Vegas is about. So let's innovate for Vegas after all. Thank you for listening. Uh, this has been another solo show. Love, ha love having guests uh, if they have time. We are publishing currently on, sorry for the pause there. We're publishing currently on um, Spotify as sort of the main publishing through the Spotify podcaster for Spotify for podcasters, I think it is, which used to be Anchor. So Spotify bought them. Eh. And then we republished to several other services, the Apple iTunes podcast, whatever thing requires credit cards and identity. What a pain, huh? Wouldn't it be cool if they had a virtual local identity scheme so I wouldn't have to hand over all this? Uh, so we're on everything else but iTunes so far. So we'll, we'll see about that. But um, I'll just leave it at but. There, there's more to come. Thank you for listening and uh, be sure and subscribe and tell your friends and uh, tell them to subscribe as well and uh, come to a hackathon or two. Maybe we make some of our projects go. Thank you. Bye-bye.